I am Vinky and this is the Working Athlete Podcast. Here I talk to working athletes from all walks of life and experts from various sports to provide you with inspiration, training tips, time management and lifestyle advice. If this is something that interests you, please make sure you subscribe to the channel so that you don't miss any future episodes. Today's guest, MS Sriram, is a cyclist who also has worked in the bike industry for a long time. Nowadays, with his venture, Sprocket Science, he offers many services like at-home bike service, coaching services for beginner riders, as well as organizing Grand Fondo rides at various destinations. In this episode, we talk about his journey in cycling, the cycling industry experience and how Sprocket Science came into being and what all he does through that. I have known Sriram for a long time, but... We never really talked at this length. It was nice to use this platform to connect with others who are contributing to the endurance community in various ways. He's a great storyteller and I really enjoyed our conversation. I hope you will too. But first, this episode is brought to you by findbetter.ai. Findbetter is a social networking app for cycling and running enthusiasts to discover and shop together. Just like you post your rides or runs on Strava, you can post about your cycling or running related products on Find Better like reviews, stuff you are looking for, accessories you have for sale, etc. so that you and others benefit from your experience. For a cycling enthusiast like me, it is a treasure trove to find all sorts of bikes and accessories both used and brand new. It is completely free to use and is available both on Google Play and the App Store. I am there on the app as Bikey Venky. You can follow me there to see what I am posting there. This episode is brought to you by The Bike Affair. If you are in search of a one-stop destination that caters to all your cycling needs, our today's sponsor, The Bike Affair, is the perfect place to check out. I have known the founders of The Bike Affair, Krish and Gokul, personally for nearly 15 years now. In fact, my first century ride was with Krish back in 2008. They are both exceptional human beings and entrepreneurs that believe in providing exceptional service to their customers. And it shows. With over 14 years of experience, The Bike Affair has established itself as a trusted source offering honest advice and exceptional service. They are offering a special treat for the listeners of this podcast. You can enjoy a 10% discount on your first order by using the code BIKEYWINKY on their website. So if you are in Hyderabad, visit their door in Kondapur. Or if you are anywhere else in India, shop online by using the link thebikeaffair.com. I will leave the link in the show notes. Now, enjoy the podcast. Hi, Shriram. Welcome to the Working Adler Podcast. Thanks, Winky, for inviting me here. And uh, it's uh, it's a good time to connect. We haven't met for a long time. And we keep bumping into each other on the rides. So I think uh, yeah, this, is, this is something which I was looking forward to, to meet you and now on the podcast. So we get to talk and chat. Yeah, that's what I use my use my podcast for, you know, to catch up with old friends and uh, new make new friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. This is uh, a fantastic way to connect with the riders whom you anyways meet on the riding side of things. And uh, good, good that you're doing this. 
for the benefit of so many cyclists. Thank you. So the first time I actually uh, saw you was um, back in 2011. Um, you remember the uh, ITT that was uh, happening on that in, in Sarjapur on that, uh, what was that road called? Time trial road or something like that. Chandapura. Chandapura road, yes, yes. So... It was Feb, uh, Feb 2011, I think. I, um, I, I came to Bangalore in December 2010. And um, I was riding my um, uh, uh, fixie uh, uh, at, at that time. And um, I, I rode to the start of the ITT mm. to just view the ITT. I mean, I wasn't... That was my first BBCH race. That I actually just not to take part but to just to see what this racing thing was all about okay. so that's where i saw you i saw navin raj uh, samim rizvi and uh, a lot of i mean the yeah. venkata chalam uh, yeah. <laughs> dalam and uh, all these guys you know um, and that that was my first introduction to actually you know the concept called racing and you know that BBCH was I think it was the third year of BBCH or, I know, think so yeah. yeah around that time so th that was the time where uh, when I first saw you and um, I think you you guys uh, were uh, you and uh, Navin Raj were like uh, pulling each other and <laughs> and uh, looking at uh, each other's times at the end and all that it was uh, quite fun to watch and. Um, you know, coming to uh, that, that was my introduction to you as a uh, you know, rider and a person. And uh, after that, uh, we have uh, you know, ridden uh, a bit and uh, met at the races and stuff like that. Yes, so, um, I want to kind of uh, get and get your perspective, as in, start with your beginnings as uh, with um, uh, sport what what was your relationship with sport uh, growing up uh, so when i was uh, in the school i was very far away from sports i wasn't part of any sporting any activity forget uh, sports so i think sports was keeping uh, quite a long distance from me and i was keeping some distance from sport because <laughs> i wasn't moving and um, but then I kind of uh, you know uh, I got into eleventh and twelfth, and I was trying to get fit, and fitness then became an aspect that I started realizing that it is important, and because of that I tried uh, I tried aerobics firstly okay in a gym uh -huh. and in those days there weren't many gyms. But there was an aerobics instructor and I would try and get fit. But I had no idea what it meant to get to a point where you would be regarded as fit. Um, it took me some time to understand it's a very long journey. It's not a week or a month or any year. It's just a lifestyle. And once I started doing that, then it didn't matter. Uh, transformation happens or doesn't happen. Right. So my first uh, initial uh, 
attempt at getting fit was uh, in BMS college. Uh, there was a VTU five kilometer run. Right. Right. And it was a run for everybody. Like if you're part of the college, you can go for a run. And I thought, let me try. I tried on the treadmill. I could run five kilometers. So I went and showed up there. But the run on the treadmill was the run on the real ground was really different. So after four kilometers, I kind of felt like whatever <laughs> my training I did, yeah. I felt was good, was not good enough. And then I realized all the, what do you call, running outdoors versus treadmill. So I started delving more and more deeper into it. But then running is what I started right. very seriously. Yeah. And uh, now if a lot of cyclists meet me, they'll be like, what what is he saying? <laughs> why why is he talking about running? But running has been very close to my heart, because I'm telling you because you know you know me as a cyclist, but yeah, uh, nobody knows. I never the knew the running side of it. Exactly. Yeah. So the running was basically the start off of the whole thing. I took to running and I liked it, and then you call this runners high. Hmm. That actually used to happen. Right. So my day was uh, revolved around my runs, when I get my run in and all that. And after that is when uh, I also made it part of the BMS college uh, uh, long distance running team and all that. Mm -hmm. I met a few people and all that. And uh, we pushed each other and made it to the long distance half marathon. So half marathon is when I, I could run a half marathon in right. college. And we had no idea about running other than just run wake up run that's it no hydration in water obviously yeah, drink yeah. but there's not much of it and there are these google plans for five kilometers which we used to follow but we used to not understand like what is what right right the only, the only thing where i could make out from the google plan the online plan was monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday saturday what you need to do yeah those days made sense i used to do everything of those and a little bit more right <laughs> So that's my running journey. Mm. I continue to run every week, even now, mm. uh, few times a week. Before I used to run every day mm -hmm. in college, yeah, in BMS college. And then I obviously got fitter and I loved running. But then somebody told me uh, a controversial statement saying that runners are the uh, fittest injured people. <laughs> okay. So I, I'm not saying anything. I just heard it. So I'm just hearing something and telling you. <laughs> I don't say that this is what it is. But a lot of runners will get angry with me. But what I'm saying is, it kind of made sense that footballers and runners, they pick up injuries. And I am I still continue to run. So I am part of the runners uh, group. Right. But I said, so then what? So he, he said that you should try and do cross training. So you should try and do cycling. Hmm. I said, cycling? Okay. Then I borrowed a cycle. And that is when I tried going to college to cycle. Okay. And once I started trying to go to college to a cycle, that's the journey of how cycling came into my life and I became a part of cycling forever. Right. So nice, nice. Exactly nice. how it started. Oh, great. So once you started commuting, uh, which year was this? This was in my first year of engineering college. Hmm. After six months, eight months, because I was already running by then. Mm. Uh, before engineering and uh, entering engineering, I had run for like six months. Right. Uh, because you had this break of, you know, entering engineering. Right. So I was pretty much getting on the path that this is working now. Running mm. is working for me. And now I just wanted to add a little bit more plus, you know, mm. add a little bit more of uh, activities. And cycling was something which I really loved as a child. 
which is what my parents tell me but then i didn't connect those two uh and then um uh i started commuting in college but i was never sure with the cycle not having an issue that did and at that time i blamed myself because i didn't know what what some maintenance and all that. correct but then i really thought that there should be something that a good cycle should have and we had no answers like i had no answers i couldn't ask my parents they would say what what's just yeah go college. take it take it to the roadside shop and yeah, get it fixed every day i would perpetually be riding via store and then go back home the <laughs> right. next day morning via store and go to college and this is a borrowed cycle hmm. so the friends start saying hey man my dad is asking me a problem so you need to give the cycle back Hmm. Like you know, he yeah. was younger than me. Yeah. So I said, "Okay, fine. Now I don't have a cycle. The idea of cycling was good. Hmm. The execution was what was challenging. Right. And this was a question when I was seventeen, eighteen at that point of time. I had like something needs to be done. Yeah. There's hmm. a answer to this question. I don't know who it. Right. That is when I started looking at uh, options, and then. Hmm. you know once i started looking at options um i came across uh uh rohan the bums and bums Bum and the saddle yes so the balcony yes. shop no that huh? is this is this is so early yeah. that uh, it was funny because they had a email where they said we are going to open right this is not open yeah 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 So when I was searching for cycle and Google was so smart, it kind of guided me to somebody talking about cycles and somebody talking about Bangalore and somebody opening a store. So Google kind of directed me to a place where they said they had a store opening soon. Hmm. I was so excited. So in that rickety cycle, which is visiting cycle shops, roadside. Yeah, shops, yeah. I would go around, and that time we didn't have Google Maps and Instagram. Nothing. Yeah, so. yeah. And we didn't have WhatsApp also, right? And I didn't have a cell phone at that point. I had like a basic, I think, basic cell phone which you could only call and SMS. And we used to play that snake game, <laughs> right? That's the max feature we had. And I used to go and like, let me see where this place is. And I'm going around in circles and monopoly find a board name. So I thought maybe you know something. I have read something. Was my excitement? I think I read wrong. Then finally I got in touch with Rohan via via with Nikhil and Rohan via some four five numbers I dialed. And then he's like, yeah yeah, we open. We should come down on a Sunday to meet us. And I'm like, okay fine. And I thought he'll be very old, right? Right. Yeah. I was a kid. I thought he'll be much older than me. And he was like just like me or slightly older than me, right? Right. Yeah. He's older than me still. Yeah. But You know, all both things are young, and then he said, "Just go take a ride, of a trek." So I said, "Yeah, it was a big deal." Trek forty three hundred or thirty seven hundred. Forty three hundred hadn't come. Thirty seven hundred was the one which had come, right? And that was really expensive for us. Okay. <laughs> yeah, obviously, yeah. It was thirteen thousand seven hundred fifty. Yeah, which is nothing right now. Right now, yeah, but. But of if, course, because every other bike that we had, cycle that we came across here was like two thousand, three thousand, maybe like uh, some some gear cycles in hero and all, maybe four thousand kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Right? So, 
you know yeah. was almost four times uh, cycles at that point in time yeah so if you look at it from that perspective it was very expensive i still feel it hmm. was expensive for hmm. me right uh, so the joke was he said go for a ride hmm. i said okay and then i said one second how much is it then uh, 13 dollars and i said no i'm sorry i trust it <laughs> i'm going to keep it back <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> anything happens my hand will kill me <laughs> So he's like, "What's wrong with you? Just go for it." I said, "No, no, no. I mean, I'll take my permission for it." I was not a scared child, but the money on and that bike, and you're not even like looking at that, because you had a motorcycle which you could use. I had a bullet thrifty, handed down to my dad. You were very generous. He yeah. handed down to me, and then then I'm like, "Wait, wait. I need to take approval from my dad. <laughs> Make a call, and then I'll come to you next day." He's like, "No, no, don't be stupid. Just come for it. I'll come with you. Anything happens, I'm there." So it was as confident riding a bike, and then I was not expecting to just accelerate so fast. Mm. And then once it, and this is like the first time experience for in for a person in Bangalore, I would say like first, you know, how many people would have experienced? Yeah, that? from a rickety cycle to you know the something that just rolls very smoothly, right? In Bangalore, we didn't have that kind of cycles. Yeah, Bangalore and India rather. Right. So this was like a complete whole. Those questions which I told you about. Hmm. Is there an answer for not visiting the mechanic shop every ride? Right. This bike. That was the uh, yeah. So for me, it was a eureka moment that this is the bike that can support my cycling endeavors and aspirations. Whatever it it was for me in that time, the biggest challenge was getting from home to college. Yeah. And back without having to think, okay, my brakes are not working, my wheel is going to come off for that ride. Right. But it answered, and it answered on how. which we can talk <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly so you you went to the um, uh bike shop that was sub, you know uh, going to open basically metro and and uh, took that test ride uh when did you end up buying once so it it took the two parts to it yeah. one i had to convince myself right and that happened i would say first 50 meters right but this bike is worth the price correct second part of the puzzle was can i yeah, show up fun yeah show up funds when i have a motorcycle that i need to justify i don't know why but always a calculative thing in my head is always on the calculator is always on <laughs> so people tell me oh, you try to you know save money i said the fun of for me the fun is in calculating what's the money and what's the calculation right so I, it's not about making more money or saving money for me it's about calculating how it goes about so i started calculating and it went up my dad to pitch it was like my <laughs> pitch to him you know we are spending so much on the fuel of the motorcycle into so many days this is the amount it comes to the cycle is costing this much okay smart so this and my dad was like okay this is like you're not going to use it I said definitely. I have a plan to also justify this. I said I have a plan. Like I'm going to use it so much that you'll be surprised. So he said, "Okay, fine. Just go. You know, if you think so high." He trusted me with my decisions. Mostly, always he's trusted me. So I said, "Cool." So mom was like, "Yeah, good. Go ahead." And then uh, I finally bought it. Like I, I tested Rohan to get it. He got it. It was early days, so they didn't have stock of bikes. Right. You have to basically order it so that they can get, uh, you know, get it. Yeah. Maybe give a bit of advance uh, down and yeah. then order so that they can order and yeah. get it. Yeah. yeah. 
and also there was the first time in my life where I saw frame sizes, hmm. which didn't make any sense to me. Right. Because it, oh, it's going to be more expensive. The large one is going to be more expensive than the small one. <laughs> so that's when I thought, no, he's like, man, come on, it's the same. So I'm like, okay, then it's okay. Because, <laughs> and then I started riding, and I love the riding so much that college was an excuse to ride something. Yeah. Okay. So I thank classes in BMS College and all the teachers and everybody. I had an opportunity to ride the bike. So imagine how much I'm in love with the bike. And uh, I used to wear a helmet then. That was my first time on a cycle that I wore a helmet. But touch wood every day since I bought the trek, I have been wearing a helmet. I mm-hmm. haven't ever gone on a ride without a helmet on. Right. Never. Yeah. It's thankful to my mind that I'm not forgotten. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'd be going to some beautiful place and missed <laughs> riding. Right. So that I always have done. And... Uh, Great fun, you know, commuting in the city in Bangalore those days, mm. five, six, seven, eight, nine, all four years, uh, six, seven, eight, nine, all four years I committed every day to college mm. on the cycle, every day. Brilliant, brilliant. So that kind of got you, you started in, uh, you know, cycling as in it got you on the bike every day to get to college and back home without uh, having to visit, uh, you know, any bike shops in between, right? But now, um, when did this competitive stuff come into the picture? When did uh, you get the road bike and how did, when did you kind of start riding more for beyond coming? So it happened all by chance. I had no plans to become an athlete in college. Uh, Running, yes, I became an athlete because I think mostly the college guys needed a person to fill up their teams. Hmm. Uh, they needed like six, seven people for a cross-country team for a BMS. Uh, I made the cut because a lot of people were not running on those times. In the, in, in the, even now, so sports participation is very low. Right. Uh, so I was, you know, I said, you know, anyways, I'm running, so I'll make a part of it. I made the cut. Hmm. And uh, to be honest, in my BMS college uh, uh they, I mean, in the in the running group, I was pretty fast. Hmm. Okay, I was uh, not the slowest. That's one. Right. Yeah. Uh, so that kind of took uh, motivated me to also look at slightly differently now hmm. from those sports and me being far off. It kind of made very natural sense. Cycling, um, I actually wanted to use the cycle more. So when I decided to use cycle mode i wanted to ride more so that's when i came across riders uh i sort started seeking riders in. right cycle was that hmm. now it was second level was company of like-minded people right with the same kind of bike hmm. which now it's like finding a needle in a haystack in that point of time yeah, absolutely correct yeah so that was a big challenge because you are alone with a cycle. You cannot share the joy without having other people having the same cycle or the same joy. Hmm. Uh, so I found that became some six months. But then in the interim, I thought, why not go on a solo ride, which I was planning ever since I touched the trek bike. I was planning in my deepest, darkest corner of my heart and mind. <laughs> I was like, I want to do Mangalore to Kanyakumari. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Mm. This was a, I don't know from where, it's just a thought. 
so i like to keep everything simple hmm. my idea was not to kill myself hmm. it's not a, a proving ground that i am a great athlete right it was mostly to just feel one with the bicycle ride 100 kilometers a day hmm. and the planning was that you will go from mysore to the next point which is not too near so that you need to end up doing a lot more in the later days hmm. so i found out that 7 days was the ideal the uh, length of the ride because i would leave frog every town hmm. stay one night in those strategically located towns and make my journey in the steady effort man right so then i picked up the towns which are i remember everything even now because it's like so uh, close to my heart sultan batri was one town hmm. i've never been to kerala before this right that was a first ride to kerala hmm. also kerala was like this southern state like some mystery it's got right me. right for me it's got yeah so you also got god's own country and all that yeah, yeah something there was and i i only seen seen in the movies mm. 
and i never knew what scary for me this was an experience that was something close to me mm. and it was not like i want to cycle i want to be a robot there's a human and and the long trip right um so my sort of um sultan batri was a ride that i was planning to do in 5 and a half 6 hours mm. every day's ride was from breakfast to lunch right that was a plan mm. right and every day's ride went off like that batri was the first stop second was calicut third was uh, trisu Hmm. Chavakot is a place which is a small beach which in the map it was shown like a big town hmm. but if you go there there's only two fishermen and three boats <laughs> okay those were the days of the paper yeah, place, right? yeah so then they were like there's no place to stay here brother you can't be there so I said okay fine which is the next time oh Trishu I have ridden 98 kilometers till then <laughs> yeah. on day 3 <laughs> without food because I'm a vegetarian and all that I could get in the 98 kilometers was fish <laughs> yeah okay so so nutrition is a problem we'll should come to later on why so then i got the deep end of it i got right. initiation of cycling and all that so then i reached uh, so he said trishu is 20 kilometers hmm. it's a big deal so right. i'm like okay i come from 100 kilometers before but i'll do it i did 20 kilometers with sheer determination slash power slash whatever and i'm 70 still i'm not yeah, yeah. old <laughs> so I reached uh, Trishul. Uh, I had not eaten anything, so this guy had closed the shutter. I told him, you know what, I'm going to pass away if you don't give me food. <laughs> so he lifted me up, and now he's like, okay, cycle. Okay, from where? I told him from Calicut. He's like, open the shutter. He asked six waiters to stand in front of me, give whatever I want, <laughs> and don't charge a penny for this guy. I could eat and eat and eat and eat nonstop, and I was like, okay, this is amazing. My life is set. I came back to my full Josh. So this was uh, Trishur. Then from Trishur, I went to Kochi. Uh, Kochi to Kollam. Kollam to uh, Trivandrum. Trivandrum to Kanyakumar. This is the seven days. Right. All the route fully, I remember. Obviously, the roads have changed now. They mm. become much uh, broader and everything. But those days, that was the route. Um, so that was my first thing. Fantastic experience. I would say everybody who is 15, 16, 17, if you have kids who are 15, 16, 17, uh, you should send them... not maybe such a crazy journey if they have these kind of thoughts uh i am more than happy to support yeah. them let this. them explore and you know yeah yeah we'll get to the sprocket signs but uh, yeah. yeah 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 so you that that was your first long ride kind of thing right yes. so you uh, got using the bike uh, more to you started riding and planning all this so when when did this uh, you know get into uh, uh, get into the transition where i saw you racing at bbsage so um, again because i was this curious guy to mm. know more about what next what next mm. i was going into this um, uh, i want i got introduced to road bikes mm. by somebody who was having a road bike and that is when he was about to sell off his road bike mm. because he was getting a new one right and that's when i bought it and that was costing 45000 rupees mm. okay and 45000 because his new one is costing 65 he was selling it for 45 i got it like in two installments i paid which is again like a hugely big deal for anybody then because i think there were only five to six road bikes in the whole city of bangalore mm. and most of the other four five were all imported 
people who had traveled from the US or any other country outside, they traveled with their luggage. Right. Right. So they were basically citizens outside India for a long time. Mm. They came back and they wanted to start writing. Okay. And here I was, I've never been outside India till then. Uh, though I was born in Muscat, but right. I was just born there. I've never stayed outside as a, a child otherwise. So for me, there was no idea about is there a cycling world outside? So um, that's when I got my hands on a road bike and I started riding. Once I started riding the road bike, I got more into company and everybody else started picking up the road bike slowly. Mm. It took them three, four years for everybody to pick up road bikes. Am Janta from right. Yeah. Because they were also traveling outside. No? Mm. Indians were like 35 then, 30, 30 years old. Mm. That is how this whole BBCH racing culture also started. Mm. Because some amount of road bikers were seen. Right. With road bike comes speed. Mm. Kind of, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And then with speed comes competition. With competition comes more competition. That is how BBCH started. Right. So, I I think the it was uh, Vasu and um, Jagan, Janath. Uh, Jagannath Murthy. Jagannath Murthy, Vasu and... Vasu. Um, I, I don't remember who else, but these guys said, uh, you know, let us, uh, you know, pick this route and see who is the fastest. Yes. I, I guess that is how the first BBCH race started. Yes, it was right. basically a call to action of getting together. Right. Come together. This is a start and end point, which is way outside Bangalore those days. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, Silkboard was the last. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, race. That's it. So I think the first race was an ITT or something. Yeah, ITT. Yeah. ITT, yeah. And uh, before ITT, before the ITT race of BBCH, I was racing because uh, I think uh, I was the everyday college I was racing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I aggressively racing. Yeah. So in my head, I was racing against traffic. Yeah. Uh, maybe the technique was wrong. Maybe the saddle height was not correct. All that is secondary. But that attitude to race was always there. Right. Because for me, cycling was uh, a B sport to running then. Mm. And running was anyways, you, it's a high intensity sport. Yeah, yeah. Right? You can't be doing it at a very low intensity. So I was very active. So signing with the Mysore to Kanyakumari and all that, that gave me a boost mm. of, uh, because miles, more distance you do on the cycle, you get fit anyways. Uh, whether that's the best way to do it, like Mysore to Kanyakumari, maybe now I would, review that but attitude wise everything that set me on that path of fast right so that's how i started racing and then my earliest memory of actually formally racing 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 this is internal racing right right yeah, yeah but when everybody else is when you don the jersey of a team hmm. the first uh, memory was uh, with um, uh, there's this uh, red rooster racing correct yeah right and I was not part of the team officially. Mm. There was... Uh, uh, so then, because of that, I kind of was the like the B rider or the C rider. Unofficial kind of support rider. Red Rooster Racing, uh, who was uh, part of that? So, it was initially, it was uh, uh, Samling who was mm. part of it. Mm. Uh, so, I was riding alongside. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, with uh, uh, with that... I started riding more and more with him. Uh, he was having another road bike with him. Right. And then that's how I started riding more and racing for right, far. Right, right. After that is when I wore the Kinkini Wheel Sports 
ராஜன் குண்டேசை Yeah. Then Bangalore had not developed beyond the, the, yeah. the Hebal. Rajan Kunti was riding. We used to ride from Hebal, no? right. from the city. Hmm. So we were riding in Lokri's like, Aram, 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 don't go fast, don't go fast. Easy, easy, easy. Yeah. And if you can do that, it's not, <laughs> not too fast. It's just 35 kmps, 38 kmps. Then he's like, okay, now warm up done. I'm like, no, this is the race space. <laughs> so he's like, no, no, this is not the race space. Chalo, you be behind, I'll show you what is the race space. And you go fast and you just go away, fly away. And then you wait for us, have his quarter, uh, sit and wait. He's like, what? This is too slow, man. Come fast. So that was, <laughs> that was how we got, we, yeah. got, uh, we got to know that we were fast until Loki showed up. We were not as fast. <laughs> amazing, amazing. Great memories. Um, for those who don't know Loki, Loki and Lokesh Nathimachar uh, was a uh, multiple uh, you know uh, state champion Karnataka state champion and uh, national was a national level rider yeah uh, i had no idea about him because i was a kid i thought uh, you know this is what cycling is and he was so humble right so i was like uh, let's go for a ride from jp nagar to jayanagar he's like boss <laughs> ஜெயநகர்ஸ்ட்டாகிராம் <laughs> <laughs> So then I, it took me some time to understand that, you know what, uh, this guy is some serious, uh, yeah. seriously strong rider. Yeah. And, uh, and it was fun to ride with uh, Vivek uh, Ratakrishna. Correct. Uh, then uh, Naveen Raj. Naveen Raj. And then Loki. Uh, then we had Shobit uh, Banga. Very Correct. young guy. Right. Um, so we, we were there together riding. And uh, there was Rupak Suri. Yeah. So that was the whole, like the team. And then we had a lot of fun racing. Uh, but also, I would be honest to say that uh, in all uh, this thing, reality, the level of competition was very low, not because of anything else. They were not exposed to it. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it, it was like uh, beginnings of uh, everything, right? Exactly. So, I mean, if we compare uh, that to now, that yeah. is like... Massive. massive difference but, but we had to start there correct of course without that start 
we wouldn't be here right absolutely mm-hmm. so it was great fun and i would never have guessed cycling would have exploded this way the way it exploded now mm-hmm. it's amazing so thanks to every cyclist who is uh, listening to this podcast and watching us uh, you guys have done an amazing job you might be riding uh, very very right i would say thanks to each one of you because each one of you is an ambassador um and it's amazing you know the kind of everybody i see is now they don't question why the cycle is expensive right now it's like where do i get this cycle right. so specific so it's good the question is moved from why to where do i get this mm. now where uh, the to answer the question of where do we get this uh, like you uh, uh, part of the wheel sports uh, kingini wheel sport that wheel sports is there yeah. the rider who we were just talking about loki has a sh- shop in uh, mysore cyclopedia yes. yes is the owner of that uh, shop yes. and navin raj who we talked about just now Absolutely. is um, you know part of cycle station correct so all this is still connected man yes absolutely <laughs> connected and it's good to see that people who are cycling before are also supporting on the scene actively there yeah uh, which is great sign so yeah. they yeah. everybody each one of them who we have named is part of the culture uh, they have built up this whole thing and they're giving back to cycling yeah yeah right? so it's a good thing that's exactly what i would say it's amazing absolutely absolutely great so you uh, after uh, you know you were uh, raced for a few years you uh, then got into uh, cycling industry right Cyc- you know working uh, in this industry yes so what what was that experience like so i was uh, actually i was that shows that i was obsessed with cycling no even now my um, my uh, you know your contact uh, in my phone is uh, saved as uh, sri ram scott correct <laughs> it's become the true father you know? uh yeah i mean so i'll tell you what so i did not have a pathway ever like okay after after this that after that next this it's a good thing it's a bad thing mm. okay i have no issues with that so i never think about tomorrow day after next month next year mm. i'm a very right now right here kind of a person so my first job was with decathlon oh okay okay and that was the first store of decathlon uh sarjapur road yes yeah and uh, sharad raju hmm sarad raju yeah? yeah very good friend he was a friend before i then he became my boss <laughs> first boss right and he told me you know what we starting the store i had no idea about decathlon i knew decathlon is a sport in olympics that's all i know mm-hmm. um, so i told okay decathlon store really understand so he said we want you here to work for this thing because you're so good at cycling and everything we want you at the department manager level there's a store that's coming up so okay i went to the store thing is going to be a small store it was like a ஒரு 
see what what is it for me and uh, that time i was about to get placed in a company in 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 bms mm-hmm. i was anyways passing out of engineering right so i thought you know let me just try and this thing so and also on the sideline i wanted to start something and make you know these uh, kids who wanted to do something right. let's build something up right. uh, so it was a very naive plan i think if it started you would have failed i'm here <laughs> too okay but then it's dreaming is yeah part of everybody right so we were dreaming and then this job offer came in so i i thought you know why not take something right so i was excited about the job because it's to do with cycling so i started working there one year i was there i learned everything about uh, store management and everything which is completely new to me i had no uh, idea about business behind the right selling the sports goods mm-hmm. right there's inventory management there's uh, space how much space you're making per square foot all of that terms so new to me and what's the lowest price what's the you know, what's the what's the what's the discount on which price goes up and down so that i learned it i loved it i was loving it i used to commute every day from mumbai to jaipur and i was loving it and then i wanted to step back so fast forward to 2010 hmm. one year three months into the job i just wanted to step back and i wanted to do something which is also very close to my heart which was a fitness trainer course from something called american american council on exercise mm-hmm. american council on exercise is one of the most respected bodies for fitness trainers and coaches yes certification is highly regarded yeah but then in that time in 2010 a none of the gyms really knew about this mm. and they didn't actually want also because since they didn't know there was no question of them demanding this right and since they didn't demand this from the trainers the customers were anyways not going to be saying you know if you don't have a certified trainers we will not come to coach i mean we will not come to be a part of the membership right so this is how nascent it was but i read something that as is the very very good top thing so uh i in fact have you won't believe this i have an email which i have written to uh his name is shankar basu mm-hmm. in 2010 i've written an email to him saying that sir i want to be the best fitness trainer or something like that right and he was part of mavericks gyms in chennai mm. so guess who is he now who is shankar basu to the world today Shankar Basu is one of the top fitness trainers for the Indian cricket team. He is also regarded as one of the biggest powers on or, or uh, biggest uh, uh, what do you call change makers for Virat Kohli. Hmm. Okay, so he's come on a lot of interviews and podcasts. Right. So Shankar Basu was not yet the superstar hmm. coach. Right. Today he's a fitness coach, right? Hmm. Virat Kohli. Yeah. that time there was no virat kohli also right right but shankar basu was running a gym and what was his claim to fame then he was an ace certified fitness trainer hmm that is how i got to know but is hmm some blog had said that if you want to be a fitness trainer you got to be this that's when i went and did it and it was very tough exam for me to pass because i underestimated how tough it would be hmm and the exam hall had minus I think it had like close to two degrees or three degrees temperature. I don't know why. <laughs> it didn't help. Yeah, because you had limited time. You need to go through. So I think the exam is similar and even now. It's quite tough. Mm. The English level is also very high. So mm. a lot of uh, the people who attend, if their English is not super high, even though the concepts are very good, mm. English also could be a 
hurdle there. Okay. So it's not only uh, because American uh, counselors mostly they are English oriented. Right. Questions can be very heavily influenced by hmm. with also hardness. Right. Uh, I did not find that as a challenge, but a lot of people don't pass because of that reason. Okay. So and it's expensive. It it was then about twelve to fifteen thousand rupees to take one attempt, mm-hmm. which is quite expensive. Thinking that there was no clear cut pathway for fitness coaching as an industry then. Correct. Now obviously there is. Yeah. Uh, but we I still did it. Mm. And you know what? I took a train to Bombay to write that exam. Wow. There was only one window. Center. Yeah. One center, one window. You write it. Money up front, you fail it, you write again. Hmm. Three times you write and you don't pass. Too bad. I think that was a the rule then. You might want to take <laughs> the course which is easier to pass. Yeah. So that was I wrote it and I was pretty sure I was not going to make it. Hmm. Came back home dejected, thinking you know this is not. But then I got there. Hmm. I just scraped through. I think or I did in certain sections. I scraped through and got it. Very good exam. I feel it was a very uh, confidence boosting. And it showed you the pathway to you are an athlete. Now, how can you make other people uh, strong walk that path? Yeah, right. So I got conviction. I did that. I took a step back. I did it because I thought if I don't do it now, I I don't want to be uh, sitting ten years hence and saying you know I should have done that. Hmm. So I did that. I didn't listen to anyone. I did that. And it was pretty good decision. It's a very good decision, I would say, hmm. if you're looking seriously in uh, ensuring people's life is. Going to be elevated quality right. wise, hmm. and I think I'm very happy with it. And that gave me like a huge uh, confidence in talking to people about uh, sports. Um, so yeah, that's the American Council on Exercise. My job with it, and then after I did that, somebody told me like, uh, so I had also gone to MTV Himachal. I forgot to tell you that in hmm. in, in the college days, right? I had gone to MTV Himachal. So MTV Manchal was a mountain bike race. Yeah. For which I which did, year was this? This is two thousand eight. Hmm. Right. Not MTV Manchal, because one day I told the scenery very very big. Hmm. So life me one time to do the scenery. So I said, "I'm going to do it." I said, "Why? Why? 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 Uh, Kerala was southern mystery, Himachal was northern mystery, something like. Uh, I said, "Chalo curling." Then I uh, the fees fees was like uh, at that point of time it was twelve thousand bucks. My bike was costing thirteen thousand. <laughs> so just to give you an understanding, this is like one more bike I have to spend. So and then somebody told me, "Read the fine print. If you're a student, you get twenty percent off." Wow. Yeah. For Himachali residents, and for students anywhere in the country, it's fifty percent off. So I said, six thousand bucks." It makes sense. I'll go on a train, come back in a train. It makes sense. So the plan was on. Now I went to Himachal. Little did I realize I had the fitness, but I didn't know the event will be tough. Right. Seven days even. And after three days, people attrition rate was higher than any IT company. <laughs> okay. So after three days, you see stars literally, right? And you might want to go be tough one or one more one of the stars there. It was so tough. I'm telling you, I have such hilarious stories. I don't think I can share a lot of the story because too, it's too hilarious and it's uh, it's a little controversial. But I will say this was a life-changing experience for me. So after Mysore uh, to Kanyakumari, right, which is a solo self-supported ride, this was a race at a very high level, literally, hmm. literally high level altitude also. 
and the competition was very high level nepal riders and all were there right but for me i was not still a racer in my head hmm but mt himachal made me the racer because i was going uh, behind these army and these uh, uh, you know indian air force guys and they were like aap kahan se ho kaun se hai matlab air force mein ho kya indian army mein ho kya nahi nahi main to bangalore se hu bangalore mein defense mein nahi hu i said nahi defense mein nahi hu kyun kya hua nahi nahi acha chala den aap so that's when i realized okay theek hai i am fast so maybe good uh, as long as i can not fall prey to the seven days right that attrition hmm. i made it i made it through i was in a very good position i don't remember what i think uh, 10th or something there were not many riders left in the group because they have all right they were really battered down we hmm. know hmm. um and then i got to see the story why i'm telling about mtv himachal here in lies a huge tipping point so this was in shimla mall road one day before the race hmm So you go in your head. You have the Trek thirty seven hundred, which is the best bike in the world, because that's what you can buy. You are bought. Yeah. So that's my best bike. I bought there. Suddenly I saw some brand called Scott. Hmm. Okay. I had no idea. I just could make out the letter and I asked, "It's your bike?" He's like, "Yeah, it's my bike." He was a non-Indian. He comes from outside. Like, yeah, it's my bike. Uh, what about it? Or something. So I'm like, uh, oh, "Okay, mine is Trek." I showed him. Yeah. Okay. That's a. American brand and Scott. Okay, and then I said, uh, "How is this bike? Oh, very nice, very nice. Uh, for, I've been using. It. I have a full suspension bike, right? So we had hard tails. Mm. Like, this is a full suspension bike. I was like freaking, like, how is this bike so good? You know, different. I've never seen a suspension behind, it. right? And then uh, I got no, oh, it's a big brand. Then I saw Specialized. I saw Cubes. I saw so many bikes. So basically, for a guy who loves cycles, and you had only one brand to choose from. In India, still then you didn't have any brands. Right. Didn't check. Mm. But I could see a window into the future. Right. There in that event. In that event, I saw the future. Without me realizing, I know that there are brands which I had no idea about because mm. I had no exposure to those. Right. That's when somebody told me, you know what? In Bangalore, uh, I was trying to get back to a job kind of thing. And uh, somebody is saying that you know they want somebody for sales. Uh, It's I don't know what you're saying. Like let me remember. I said, no, what is it? Just tell me like what brand. So like uh, there's something called Scott. I don't know. Maybe just give a call. I said what brand? Hmm. He said Scott. Right. I said okay. okay. <laughs> I know what it meant. Yeah. He was saying like you know some. You know, yeah. What I don't know. It's written Scott. I let me just take take the part or something. So once I got to know Scott is on the cusp of coming to India, I called him. Hmm. I called them up. I said, "The boss, boss, you know what? I I love the brand." So <laughs> I was talking like a customer for the brand. Right. So the person on the other end said, "Chill, send us your resume. We'll call it." Hmm. That's the standard response to say. Of course, yeah. You're not hiring you, right? <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, okay, fine. Let me try. So I didn't expect a call hmm. or a email or something. Hmm. But it came, and I was called to Bombay. I'm like, okay, one to Bombay. Okay, I'll go, and then I said, "Where's the interview?" Hmm. He's like, "No, no, you're wrong. Hmm. You're on because you spoke, right. understood who, yeah. what, what you want." Yeah. Then I went there, and for me, till then, it was selling cycles to five people, six people, twenty friends. So you're asking me, uh, uh, Jamin, who's hmm. the head of Scott then, uh, even now. So he was asking me, "How many cycles can you sell?" So I said, "I'll sell five to six to eight cycles." Like that's it. 
Hmm. I said, okay, 15. <laughs> so he's like, boss, this is not 15 bikes we don't want to sell. Uh, we want to sell more bikes. You're going to set up the South ka sales. Uh, 15 is not the number. Right. What number we don't know, but it's definitely not 15. So <laughs> <laughs> right? So I was exposed to a, like a B2C kind of a, hmm. a job role till then. Right. This was a B2B role. Hmm. Right, B two B was also a new term for me. Right, right. I, I didn't know. Yeah, I was a kid. I was about twenty three, twenty four ish. So then he said, "This is what it is. We're going to take care of South hmm. as a region. You're going to appoint dealers. You're going to set up the network from scratch, and you're going to ensure that Scott as a brand is a preferred choice among cyclists." Hmm. That was a brief. Hmm. I knew about Scott as a product. Right. Everybody in that room knew. Hmm. India didn't. Right. Back then, and then I was pretty sure if the pricing is right, if the team is right, and if I do my job right, we have a winning formula. Right? Hmm. And God, uh, God bless. Uh, thanks to everything falling in place, it was a fantastic three years. First three years was sales. Hmm. Dealers were not taking us seriously initially because they did not have the customers or the mind space for us. Right. Right, because they were busy selling like five k, six k, eight k bikes. Selling a twenty k straight away, twenty five k, thirty k bike was still a quite a tough road mm-hmm. for them. Mm-hmm. But a lot of them saw the future. We could set up dealers. We had to convince a lot of dealers initially. Finally, good news, good business always speaks. It speaks volumes, quite literally. Right. So you get more volumes, you get more sales. People say, "Oh, how are you doing?" And then I was very excited, and I was always the cyclist amongst uh, trying to sell a cycle. I was so my agenda was go to a dealer. Don't don't talk about cycles. Talk to them about cycling. Keep high ye becho. So they would also kind of listen and understand where I'm coming from as a customer. Hmm. And that was when I could bridge those boundaries. Of business, passion. Right. Business and passion came together. Yeah. Sales was nice and steady growing. Uh, I was happy because I was doing something good. For me, when I was selling a bike, I was putting one more street on them. Hmm. Right. Right. Which for me, as street on then, I did not have the access to the bike. Correct. So every bike in a store was getting to another street on the other side. So I had a relationship of one is to one. So every bike I write an order for was another Shriram on the other side. So that was the passion with which I was selling. Hmm. So it was not like okay, fine, I bought this target. Shit, this man, yeah. And then I'm going to see this money. It was not that. Right. Right. That showed its way through across. After three years, um, I wanted to do something bigger. Hmm. In the same company, so I spoke to them. I thought, I want to do something which can or be. So then, that is when I got the opportunity, and I also uh, was very leaning towards learning more. Generally, I was very curious. Is when I went to UBI, mm-hmm. United Bicycle Institute. Okay. So after doing the sales, which I still love, I love sales. I used to love. I never wanted to shy away from it. Hmm. I wanted to go to UBI. UBI is when learning of bicycle mechanics happened. Mm-hmm. Learning how to set up your bike, mm. the professional way. Right now, 
you can set up a bike in thousands of ways. Hmm. Every mechanic will have his or her preferred way of doing it. But whether it's right or wrong, we don't know. Right? That right or wrong is what you get to understanding from a cycle professional school where cycle repair is the focus. Hmm. The focus is on ensuring your safety, the bike safety, the, the focus on ensuring quality of repair job done the right way and customer satisfaction. All three, four things is what makes a mechanic a good bike mechanic. Hmm. Obviously, experience is something which you learn with. Right. right. You can't expect a good mechanic to be born with experience. Yeah. It's a process. That it's a learned skill also, right? It's an acquired skill. It's a knowledge and then you practice that skill right. over and over, you get better at it. Yeah. Right. So, I was actually having on the flight to US, I was actually thinking, you know what? This is far beyond my abilities to deliver that excellence. Hmm. What I was... Uh, you know, like put a uh, challenged for, but then I came back with more confidence. Mm. Then I went mm. into it, came back, and my job was to ensure the after sales service for customers. So now my job was to again make the Shrirams happy. All right. The first set of Shrirams for three years, four years, were sold their bikes. Mm. The same set of Shrirams in the world who have bought the bikes were to be made happy because their after-sale service had to be taken care of. Mm. That is also part of a cyclist's experience, right? Right. If you have a bike and if it's not being tended to the crafter by whosoever, by right. yourself also it's a problem as a rider, by the dealer also it's a problem. And if the dealer has questions mm. which he's not, he or she is not able to solve at that level, they need an escalation matrix. Mm. In India, when we were there at that level, at that point in time, there was no clear-cut understanding of where does this ball go hmm. the chain. Right? So, I did not have a precedent of setting up an after-sales service support system for a deal. Right. In India, I'm talking. Hmm. Because I have not stayed hmm. outside India for then, yeah. those times. And that's when I was tasked with complete innovation, ideation, everything. And always discussion and understand what's the fundamental challenge in front of a deal. Hmm. It was timely service, timely spare part availability, and the spare part availability is bike specific. Hmm. And not all spares are bike specific. The drivetrain is all Shimano Saran. Right. That's pretty OEM, right? Correct. It's a car tires. You don't need to worry if your Maruti or a Mercedes-Benz car doesn't have a tire. You can order the tire from a tire manager. Hmm. That's like Shimano and Saran. Hmm. But if it's a bearing which is specific to a frame manufacturer, Anything that touches the frame is a frame manufacturer's responsibility. Hmm. So in a bike, what are the frame touching parts? Bottom bracket, headset, fork, derailleur handle. And the wheels, if they are made from the manufacturer, hmm. if they are OEM wheels, then it's not an issue. Again, yeah. synchros or something, that's it. Hmm. So my problem solution was not a huge, uh, what do you call it? confusion there. Right. Very clear, limited amount of parts that I need to focus, but then a varied amount of bikes, which I need to be responsible for. Hmm. And we were able to, I would say, I don't know if you go in the market, ask people, right. how is the tech support hmm. of a brand like Scott? Pretty much you will, I would say, I'm biased, but yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. But I think I was pretty happy with uh, yeah with the response that the dealers would be. Hmm. And if they, if they weren't happy, they would tell me, they would say, you know, and customers will obviously go mm. berserk, right? So, 
that way so that was a seven year mm. Mm. which called um and uh, 2018 uh, after that i was in chennai 2018 onwards and then till 2020 i was in chennai mm. and i used to somehow again the cycling pulled me and i had uh, no idea about what's next as mm. always mm. and that's when i looked at a lot of uh, riders uh, i wanted to re- restart cycling mm. so in those 7 years i did not get time as a cyclist to ride right much yeah i would get a little bit here and there mm. so the fitness was kind of slipping away slowly mm. but i was so happy in the job that didn't make itself felt oh i'm not cycling it was not that somewhere in the bottom of my heart i was like okay maybe i need to ride in it i started riding more eventually mm. in 2018ish and then that kind of started again riding more and more and more and then that's when i started doing these weekend rides mm. in 2019 20 before covid right i started riding more and more and then i wanted to do something more into cycling as an independent contributor mm. like an individual guy who's going to contribute for cycling because mm. i knew a lot of stuff right understood the industry so if you look back uh i have commuted in the city mm. i have raced right. at a certain level i have toured across the country mm. i have sold cycles to a dealer from a company level mm. inventory management ordering i have trained dealers for bicycle repair i have also ensured customer satisfaction by ensuring parts knickknacks small drives yeah all that technically then um um all of this i think i don't know anyone else who's yeah i mean that's a unique set of uh, you know skills right together uh, i mean we uh, you know even a bike yes. if if it is made from a certain frame Correct. and it is having certain parts and it is all these put together yeah. makes it unique <laughs> right if it is uh, you know all these experiences that you had as a you know someone young touring someone right. ca- commuting to then racing then to working in the industry at various levels at various these things all these kind of put together makes you you right that's that is uh, the uniqueness that you right. know you bring to the table you know they you might have put Uh, many shri rams out there but there is only one shri ram with these unique set of experiences of course correct right correct correct yeah so how, how did this you know the let us come to the current uh thing that you were working on uh which i was very curious about because i have seen you i remember you reaching out to me when i think the initial days mm-hmm. of um starting these um uh rides mm. that you were doing grand fondo uh, rides um and uh, i i keep seeing uh, uh, those rides mm. that you kind of organize with uh, you know the fellows as pocket science uh, or trainees or students or ri- riders um, you know uh, riding with you and all that and it's very good to see right there someone is there 
for uh, people to men you know uh, take help from someone is there to mentor uh, the new riders or uh, experienced riders or whatever level right that that is really good to see and uh, i've i'm seeing uh, the kind of uh, rides that uh, grand fondo and uh, camp kind of rides that you are doing in ooty and various uh, you know places and this is all uh, really nice to see that's where i was like okay this guy i haven't Uh, you know spoken to in a while and he's doing uh, you know really good stuff you know let let's talk about it and all that so that's where that's how you you know we are sitting here like this absolutely so let's i see. would like to have that I yeah really be happy that you've called me after all the big guys have done a podcast because your viewership might have gone like 10x okay <laughs> so i was actually very happy that all the big shots of cycling have all gone ahead and uh, i get more viewership and uh, <laughs> listenership because they would have also already become uh, the followers no? <laughs> so that way i am very happy that way mm-hmm. um, but yeah i mean um, so 2018 was a turning point once mm-hmm. i came out of scott mm-hmm. i want to move back to bangalore i was in bombay for a bit right the, like it was a lot of travel bombay bangalore bombay bangalore mm-hmm. uh, in bombay when i was there my friends in bangalore would say where are you i would say no me i mean i'm in bangalore my friends would say where are you i'm in bangalore so you know bombay friends would not get to meet me so that was a little bit of uh, here and there uh, so i thought you know what let me move back to bangalore and that's when i made the move and i had no plan hmm. right and um um no plan of what next you mean yeah i know i was like you know let's just process mm. mm. let's just sit back now i've worked a lot mm. very hard i intensely you want to just take a break right no right. in a bike ride you just you just trying yeah so that's what happened to me and like a bone work kind of thing i was like you know what enough so uh, then uh, i wanted to start thinking again slowly uh, i wanted to start writing mm. that was plan a b was ensure that i write with people solo rides was not my thing because hmm. uh cycling or any sport needs discipline right and you want to make discipline the easy way to go ahead just have people call you in the mornings constantly yeah <laughs> like a cheat meal right like i want to sleep but you know four four friends are calling me where are you we're waiting for you no if you commit uh, that Uh, to show that okay I, I, we are starting this ride uh, at 6:30 uh, at uh, the decathlon or uh, at uh, h team obviously you are you are not going to tell oh i'm i'm not uh, yeah. riding i'm sleeping in and right yeah. so you you kind of it's a very good way to kind of force yourself into discipline yeah that was my primary motive to get people together so that they will push me hmm. because i know i'll slack hmm. initially coming back to cycling was tough that touch wood has worked wonders for me mm. then once with people who are like minded you also have thoughts and ideation exchanged right so we got together like a five six people group mm. so right every weekend in such a pool where the cathlon store was so in that time in 2018 and then was a pretty empty right uh, even in 2018 2019 pretty empty. we started riding every weekend and I had no sprocket signs in my head then. Then I started seeing a problem that I saw as a cyclist. See, for me, everything is a problem solution. Okay, it's not a business that I'm going to start and mm. you know, some venture capitalist to fund it. Mm. For me, cyclists are a problem. 
can i solve it for him or her or can i solve it for everybody else hmm. so my problem was it's not a big problem but it's not something that i've discovered out of anything but i just felt like going to a cycle store and getting a bike repair takes a lot of time especially in a city in bangalore or delhi or bombay so that doorstep bicycle service is an answer to that brilliant yeah right definitely so that is an answer which i found out hmm. for a problem that is nothing to do with cycling it's to do with traffic hmm So amazing stores are there in Bangalore. Amazing stores are there in Delhi, Bombay. Absolutely. Good mechanics. There's no problem there. Getting to that person and coming back is a two trip. True. So you have to go in a car to drop your cycle. Hmm. Right. I mean, you can ride. Or yeah, yeah. Ride. There is still you. You you have to take the time to go drop it, then yeah. come back. Then once the service is done, you go pick it, it up and come back. So that's so it's a, yeah, yeah. Four hours if you are living close to the street. Yeah. Plus plus whatever. So that was a problem I felt there. That could come in the way of cycling as such. Mm. It's a pretty big problem for me in my head. So I thought, let me do something in doorstep bicycle service. Mm. I thought there's nothing like this in the world. I was so naive. <laughs> I did some googling and thought, you know, there's some ton of service in the US. Right. Yeah. I'm like shit. Uh, this is gonna be done by anybody in India. Mm. So I started off on a whim. What did I need? I just needed conviction, mm. which I had in Weeps Weeps, mm. right? Um, conviction that this is the right thing to do. Right. Uh, what's the turnover? No idea. Mm. What's the what's the how many bikes will you do a month? I'm not an IIM MBA graduate, <laughs> so I didn't know all of that. Mm. So for me, it was like, is there? So I started doing that mm. initially. We I was very slow. And people were skeptical. Do you still bicycle service? And they would say, "Oh, yeah, puncture or something." Mm-hmm. So puncture is something which you can't do on a <laughs> but you have to go travel twenty kilometers to change the tube, <laughs> right? Right. So it's it's a problem which you can solve theoretically in the, in a room like this. Right. But in real life, that's what your expectations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's when I realized that I need to create a way that the, the service like this is going to be appreciated. So I started creating that. I started doing the doorstep bicycle service. And I started see I made them see the value of it. The riders felt the value, mm. and then they were also very very happy that they could talk to a person. They could see the bike getting repaired. They could talk to a person who can give them that dose of what you can do with your cycling. Mm. We have the cycle ready now. What can you do with cycling? So that conversation started, you know, giving more gust or support to more and more ideas for me also. Right. Right. That's when the sprocket science thing starts. Took off. I informally made an Insta page or something, and I started doing it, like posting about cycle repair and everything, which is what is also now Sprocket Sense into bicycle repair at the doorstep, right. which we continuously do. Mm. We keep getting repair requests. Mm. We keep doing it. Now people are knowing about us more and more as we go. Right. Uh, is it going to be a replacement for all the stores getting service? No, not really. Yeah, not really. Yeah. That was never the case. Also. Yeah. It was a subset of a problem, traffic problem. Correct. That is going on. Then. What I also wanted to look at from a cycling three sixty perspective was uh, I actually looked at myself in the mirror and I thought you know what I should actually be also helping a lot of riders get better at cycling mm. from a technique perspective. It was not that you work with me and make it faster. Right. It was never that thought. Mm. For me, the thing is, can I make you lose less speed by adding technique? Two different approaches. Right. You can go faster by putting more power, mm. but I am talking about relatively less experienced riders. Mm. 
okay who have not been on the state level national level right side of cycling yeah for a state level national level rider you're not going to talk about not to break in the dowry mm. he or she will know pretty right right but if you were to talk to a guy who's let's say he's bought a road bike last night his anxiety is going in his or her anxiety is going in him or her now so my coaching is to make that 18 17 16 20 21kmph rider end up somewhere higher right now is it 30kmph we don't know hmm. that the discipline the determination conviction in the coach's idea pathway will determine that right it's not going to happen in a day right so for me that was the coaching my coaching call as a coach as a cycling coach was am i a qualified Hmm. I thought I was. Yeah, I mean, you have the experience, uh, you know, over the years, right? Correct. What else is the qualification? I didn't want to take up anything that I was not qualified for. Yeah. So I thought I was qualified. B, is there a need? Do people want this? Hmm. I thought that was also there. C, what am I bringing new to the table that other coaches aren't? Hmm. That was something which I. as i define for me it was not about making an athlete who is a 35 team pitch go to 35.1 that's a great amount of effort by the way yeah of course from 35.1 to 35.2 one decimal point higher it's easy to talk <laughs> it can take sometimes 3 4 5 6 months yeah that is not an easy challenge hmm. but for me the excitement was lying on the other spectrum the spectrum where i was focusing my energies was how to take a 19 18 17 game pitch person i'm just saying average speed yeah, yeah. for the yeah. general janta hmm. 17 18 game pitch anybody everybody can do today right like if you buy a, if you get a road bike normally you would do that right? yeah yeah i'm just using that as a correct, correct. when you're not looking at performance yeah. your performance is by default 15 16 17 kit right but if you try and look performance there what's the pathway hmm. which is what i wanted to do and i'm not pushing everybody faster mm. i'm just trying to tell them this is what the plan of pathway is for you it could be different mm. somebody is having an issue with the cadence somebody is having an issue with something that is what i was looking at doing right and i have been very happy with the way the training of my athletes has progressed so uh, i keep telling my trainees that uh, you have superstar coaches okay so many coaches are around the world one one for the coach who is a superstar uh, i look at my trainees as a superstar so my trainees have become so good in that progression from 20 21 22 23 24 25 i am so happy that today they are in their age groups they're pretty fast all right the 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 irony is we never set out to be the fastest hmm. but uh, we have made them one such athletic prowess is there in them right uh, how did that happen all thanks to their supporting me in my coaching them hmm. so i'm pretty happy with that so i couldn't ask for a better set of athletes who my coach with very hard work it was for them to follow everything and patience yeah, yeah. right you can have days when you say coach not happy with this mm. what do you do you hear listen understand and work with that's 
that's the thing uh, my first uh, trainee was an ironman uh, triathlete hmm. wanted to be ironman gold okay official trainee hmm. where he paid me some money hmm. for coaching him for ironman gold hmm. this was in 2019 i think first right first and and didn't get 2020 there was no ironman gold yeah 2019 was the first 2019 was yeah, the first yeah. so he came to me in 2018 december hmm. wherein he said shriram i am asking you to coach me hmm. are you ready for it hmm. i'm like okay yeah but what do you i'm ready to pay you you tell me what's your price hmm. i said okay have you decided which coach everything he said yeah i have shortlisted four five people i met all of them and i'm meeting you also i'm going to go ahead with you i'm not sure about you <laughs> right because a lot of people say uh, you're not been doing coaching coaching as such yeah. i'm not sure about it but i'm going to give it a try with so he started with me that's how he started mm. but i was a coach in my head before that official coach mm. level i was coaching you know impromptu like right, right. telling something i do this do that but a lot of formal thing formal thing took me a little bit of time to understand okay i need to give a over plan on a sunday it can't be on a tuesday <laughs> <laughs> right so it can't be like a phone call yeah i'll tell you what need to do and i will not tell but that should i've been disciplined mm-hmm. my trainees would thank me like i've been disciplined guys just uh, wherever you are i mean you are you should be uh, i'm pretty much disciplined giving them the plans right not an issue because i take their training very seriously mm-hmm. uh but he went on to do very well hmm uh arun balakrishnan is the triathlete whom we are talking about uh he did it in 636 nice yeah it was his first half ironman hmm and he was 8 months into cycling 8 months that's very good yeah 8 months into a cycle road bike he did it in 636 I'm pretty sure that was the time. I think six thirty-six or six thirty-eight or forty or something. But mm. it was definitely six forty-ish mm. something. Mm. And um, he was very happy with the whole thing because everything was planned. What bottle you will have? So I am a holistic cycling coach. Mm. I need to know what bottle cages you are going to use and why you are going to use them. Right? I need to know which part, what brand of bottle you are going to use and why you are going to use it. If you have an answer, and if you can explain to me that. I'm very happy. I need to see that. I'm not going to ask you these questions day one <laughs> and intimidate somebody. But I'm. I want to know if you're using tires, what tires and why. What's your tire pressure? All that I'm hands on. Hmm. And the only thing that I believe uh, I have the support of my trainers, uh, wherein they could choose other coaches. Right. Hmm. They would stick to me is because of I want to ride with them. more than they want to ride with me hmm. so i like to ride with my trainers right so therefore i don't take anybody outside band hmm. it's a problem but it's a good yeah, problem it's okay. yeah right so it's it's not a great thing to say but i can't do justice to somebody sitting in outside band right yeah because i am not happy with my coaching then hmm. right uh, so it's a very weird kind of a take on coaching uh, i feel um, physical in person coaching is what works for me yeah i mean you know different people kind of work in different modes and this is something that uh, you know works for you that is that's good uh, so 
you know what you are in you also kind of do these camps and uh, you know grand fondo kind of like for the rides outside um, like you know ooty you know, and like, destination kind of uh, like, stuff like. so how how do you um, uh, what's the uh, thing with that and uh, how do people approach you for that so uh, the idea was uh, to ensure that first the coaching uh, continuation was every weekend there was a ride hmm. it's a group ride right right it's not that every weekend you asked to do something like a drill or you know just come for a ride every ride will have some amount of coaching happen hmm. right and then i saw these trainees of mine they were absorbing it for me i was happy but then i also wanted to ensure that for me inward i was thinking as a coach what is my duty as a coach okay fitness progression good that i should do right they should get fitter they should get stronger on the side the third point i thought for myself is motivation now i can motivate them i can be a life coach also hmm but my sense of motivation was platform right what does a dancer train for for a concert what does a singer train for for a live performance what does a cyclist train for for a platform to showcase the cycle right now what are the platforms already there before we discuss the next platform right now right platform is already there in bangalore in india reason yeah it's bbc you're being it yeah one of the best yeah. racing platforms yeah. is bar mm. right it's a simplest thing a racing person can do yeah what does he or she need to do he just need to show up show up and race fantastic platform mm. i love that bar bbc amazing that is what has really supported cycling today i am here because of those platforms absolutely i mean the kind of uh, you know motivation that uh, something like uh, you know bbc and bar and all these community events give is amazing right they get people out the door uh, you know trying to um, you know, motiv- maintain that motivation to improve their performance and all that yeah absolutely and thanks to you for that you are amazing and that you should do it for as long as you should you can you should thank you i pray that this is going to get bigger and bigger thank you thank you incidentally it's been 10 years yeah. next you know we are recording this on june in june 2023 july mm. 20, 2013 mm. is when the first uh, bar race happened please suggested any yeah <laughs> exactly you know with the hard work yeah. i mean 10 years i never when i started it i never thought it i'll be doing this for 10 years Amazing. but uh, you know it's going on and uh, I, I, we are recording this on saturday and tomorrow there is bar race super, uh, super. Yeah. <laughs> so actually so i love that platform mm. the other platform that i saw which is already in front of me like an example mm. so bbch bar is there mm. other platforms bhi the brand in it correct that was an amazing bar so i am looking at from a coach's perspective what am i training is going to choose mm. they're going to choose one big mountain which is a racing mountain there's another big mountain which is a endurance baby kind of baby, yeah. which is also a race by the way yeah yeah because if you don't make the cut off mm. you don't make the cut off 
Yeah. So it's in a way it's a risk. It is. It is. Yeah. Right? It's like a, it's a different, uh, you know, mentality. It is a different skill set, uh, both physically and mentally. More mentally, I would think, because that is like correct. you know, yeah. So now I thought about it one day. Is what if a cyclist wants to neither race nor go for a super long endurance ride? Like, mm. it's not everybody's cup of tea to ride four hundred kilometers, three hundred kilometers, two hundred kilometers. Right. Like, Today, if you ask me, like, can I ride 200? I'll be like, I need some aid stations on the way. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, not everybody's got that fitness all through the cycling. Mm. Uh, so fitness regular, regularly. So, I wanted to make cycling a little bit more uh, accessible mm. from a ride perspective. Racing is very good. It should be there. It's going to grow. It's the right thing. Mm. Uh, but anyway, Super successful, amazing. Um, but there's a bridge that I want to create between these two big mountains. Bridge of choice, wherein I can do this or that, but I also need to do something with it. That was how rides that were a not races. Mm. You could say it's not. It's not entirely true. Somebody wanted to outdo himself or herself. It's a race with himself or herself. I mean, yeah, I mean, we if there are people who make every group ride a race. So that is the... I know, I've been seeing that. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I've seen it with you on Instagram. I follow you. I keep seeing that. I keep laughing. But yeah. uh, so I wanted to create yeah. a ride where it's riding. Um, you ride your road bikes on the road. We don't do much of mountain biking, unfortunately. I would love to do it someday. Mm. Uh, like the MTV match all days. Right. But uh, I don't have the bandwidth right now. But it's an amazing thing. So mm. I'm talking only road bikes now for the next five minutes. Mm. Road bikes on the road. Away from traffic. Mm. And uh, 70, 80, 90 kilometers. Where you are going to be challenged. But you're not going to get killed in terms of distance. Right. Because you don't have to do like... 16 hours, 18 hours. Mm. You can go home to your family, socialize, have a good life. And when you're meeting your family members, nobody knows you're a cyclist because you're there at home most of the time. Mm. So I wanted to make cycling in that sense accessible for the family mm. because you're not teaching cycling to the rider. Mm. Now you have to take on the family also. Mm. You have to sell cycling to the family also no? because the wife, brother, sister, mother, father, grandparents need to agree that boss, you can cycle. Right. That was what was my... Uh, idea of grand four minutes and I wanted to make it regularly mm. so that's how I started and luckily I would not say it's a good thing or a bad thing it's controversial COVID was the supercharger mm. for cycling it was it was a bad thing so, in a way I mean I mean it, COVID is sad no the, 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 everything would have a silver lining right Correct. and the silver lining of the whole pandemic situation was that everyone had time on their hands yes and the roads were empty yes and people got out yes and do, you, do you remember the first pandemic the stock was out wiped out of the right. stores everything was wiped yeah. out and you know why because the cycling was the only vehicle that you could use exactly this is a worldwide phenomenon yeah, yeah. so what that did for Bangalore is it just escalated like 10x 15x everywhere everywhere yeah and that led to a lot of 
population coming into active cycle mm. true true and that is when i realized that you need to engage this population and not lose out on that right if somebody has come to your party mm. give him a good time right that was your idea of sprocket science brand for the rides mm. i called as a series but i didn't want to call it one ride once a year mm-hmm. so if you do one ride once a year no one's mm. going to remember it unless it's like the tour de france or like a huge event mm. and the guys who go for it will anyways go for it every year right but i want to create like a rotation thing where the ride series was what mm. i uh, i was benchmarking the whole idea was inspired from gst filing in the quarter <laughs> very weird right gst filing in the quarter every quarter you keep on rotating the bills and mm-hmm. So ride zeros every quarter. Mm. Every three months you have a quarterly rides. So the quarterly ride series began. Mm. Huge amount of lack of belief in the whole idea from mm. me. Mm. But then when COVID thing, everybody and everybody turned. Mm. So I was really surprised. But then I also did not see that the after COVID it will kind of go slip. Right. Because we think COVID lockdown empty roads is here forever. <laughs> right. <laughs> in a good thing in a good way covid ended mm. where it had to so we are happy we are out of it much mm. good fingers crossed traffic came back yeah people got busy so then i got these set of riders who are engaged in cycling now mm. for a longer time than covid mm. so they are these long termers now right and they are lot of my trainees mm. so whether you are my trainee or not mm. the grand fondo rides which are happening right now are outside band are open for you yeah the trainees don't get a special price right they get the same price mm. so there's no bias the experience trainees and non trainees everybody gets the same experience the same stay the same food the same route all right i am not a tour operator mm. i am a ride organizer is what i tell the people who sign so absolutely yeah the rides start in at a common point which is not binary mm. because they don't happen in bangalore mm. so the start and end point is common which is outside bangalore mm. the route is the superstar mm. so the route is what you should come for right that is a sprocket and grand from the route mm. and the distances are same your family members will not say boss <laughs> i couldn't talk to you because you're riding 250 kilometers a day mm. right so the the distances are very 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 same and the experience is just not cycling like robots but also soaking in the scenery Okay. So this is my ode to cycling from the Mysore to Kanyakumari days. Because okay. Mysore to Kanyakumari also, if you were to go back when I told you, yeah, was four to five hours of cycling. Sightseeing was a lot of it was there, which mm-hmm. I didn't tell you, but a lot of sightseeing was there. Right. In that, I went to Fort Kochi uh, by bus, obviously. Mm-hmm. After cycling in in Kochi, went by bus, Kerala, went like a normal city guy. Right. That is a part of me, mm-hmm. traveler. absorbing locations you know they having a chai on the road side right this is what makes life fun right mm. cycling is part of life you can't forget life when you cycle <laughs> true, true true so for me i want to make that as a pitch the route is the superstar the stays are going to be very very comfortable mm. and this is what has hit the bulls eye for the cyclist in the country unfortunately i am not able to do it across the country hmm. but this is where i am in bangalore and anybody and everybody who is who can come down to bangalore and do it is welcome uh so we started with the first tour 
I would like to thank one specific person for this. His name is Varun Narayan. Mm-hmm. He was one of the earliest. Uh, uh, he was also a trainee. He was also training for Ironman Goa. That's how he started talking to me. He came on all the rides during the COVID. Every ride, and he would travel like twenty-five kilometers in the car, and we start off the rides and all that. Uh, and he told me, "Shri Ram, you're so passionate, man. Do these rides. If nobody comes, I am ensuring that I get ten people from you. Hmm. I am getting ten people. Are you doing it or not?" I said, "No, man. You know, if I know these people, do it. I know you can." So then I found out a route which I want to like start off. The first tour, I want to keep it so like amazing because of the route hmm. was Malnad site. Right. I found routes which will take you four days of cycling, four twenty kilometers. So we are doing like ninety eight hundred ish every day, ninety five one day, ninety eight one day, okay, hundred and five one day. So it kind of becomes four twenty. Thousand meters elevation gain every day. Yeah, that side you can't find a flat route at all. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and we have the best of scenery and the least of traffic. Even if you want to find the ordinary route to that side, that region, you can't. I think. Uh, so you 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 could so beautiful those yeah amazing routes right beautiful routes yeah. So I found the what do you call Kriptonite you send hmm. that route is my what I wanted to. Enjoy, I do it. I was very, very tight-lipped. I said, "No, so you just come for it." And everybody, the twelve riders who trusted me, I think thanks to them, they trusted me with the route, the stay, and everything. Mm. And they were having a fantastic experience. Mm. And they were like, "Man, this is too good." So, this was what started it. This was in October twenty twenty-two, almost a year behind, like mm. eight months, nine months. Yeah. This is when the next tour kind of. Came to fruition was Yerko, and I wanted to just call it Sprockets and Grand Fondo goes to Manlad or goes to Yerko. So that's how the Sprockets and Grand Fondo, right. which is an ode to the Bangalore series from COVID. Mm. So that I'm carrying forward because that is the legacy, right? Right. I don't want to call it like uh, Tour de uh, Yerko or something. Yeah. Because that's like done. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Every other tour is called Tour yeah, right. de something or something. Yeah. Like So I don't want to call that. Mm. So I want to call it Sprockets Grand Fondo cross into yeah. you know, collab types. Right. So that place is the superstar. So yeah. Malnad was superstar one. Mm. The route is a superstar, rather. Sure. Yerkot was a superstar. Yerkot was fabulous route, fabulous stay. The stay uh, person I spoke to, they were like, okay, I'm citing nobody comes to a stay. I don't know what you're selling us. Mm. Yeah. Blah 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 blah. And then after that, the stay was booked for two months. <laughs> you know why? Yeah, each of the part. It's not that only participants came. The participants came, and they went back again with the families. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Not for cycling, just But for the stay. For the stay. Yeah. So that's the kind. So what I do is I give you an unforgettable experience with stay. Hmm. I give you an unforgettable experience in the route. Right. And the support I try and be better than the best. Right. I can't be always the best. I try and be almost there, wherein you're not going to complain. Okay, there's no water. You can't be there. Now I have to ensure that I also put a hospitality hat. So I ensure that everything is stocked, mm. but I also have like a big advantage. I don't do big numbers. I don't have like a hundred number two or further, right? Because I don't have the bandwidth to support that. Right. So there, I kind of draw a limit. So now after Yerkot, we did Kolli. Kolli was super successful. Everybody loved it, and 
a lot of these rides they have limited numbers so instead of having huge numbers per ride i have smaller numbers but multiple batches okay that's an innovative thing makes sense again that's an innovation there is you know you get variety you get uh, the repetition as yeah. in you can you know repeat uh, in frequent uh, the right. frequency can increase correct you can try more and more new places exactly and you know and exactly what i want to share with you the cyclist yeah i as a cyclist want to share with you the cyclist right is what i felt when i was 17 18 yeah. the new place like kerala was a mystery yeah. for me every place has got some mystery correct i want to share that and i'm not going to do a map on google and say okay let's go from here to here this sounds good <laughs> i go there and i breathe that way right every speed breaker i check every turn i want to know whether it's safe or not mm. okay okay little challenging it's not that the route will be so hygienic and high so what i mean to say is so clear that you will not have any challenges it's going to be having its challenges yeah i can't clear everything but i am going to ensure that the route is well Body uh, call, well received. Right. Yeah. Uh, so after airport, after Kolli, uh, again two batches of airport, two batches of Kolli. Uh, Malnad was one. Hmm. Four days we pulled it off. Hmm. Fantastic. Um, airport two, Kolli two. Then we did uh, the Nilgiris, just like a three day thing. Hmm. Again, a uh, fantastic place to ride in the country is Nilgiris. Yeah. A lot of people have done lot of tours there. and it will keep growing but i for me the challenge was to find a stay in the summer in a place like nilgiris which is uh, like yeah. I, i don't know everyone everyone will be there yeah but is and uh, it was difficult for me to find this mm-hmm. whole thing mm-hmm. i somehow made it happen it was not a uh, plan b it was very well scripted everything went in place i had, we had zero issues so i was lucky because with good with nilgiris and summer and peak season and no traffic is what the route was yeah so weather was very fine goes that was again two batches um the next one is kodai kodai is june 23 24 25 as of now one batch the number of riders is 15 to 16 yes uh fingers crossed we should be closing out restrictions in the next two days Mm-hmm. okay but that is going to be an epic route the stay is also going to be very 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 beautiful so in all of these grand points a common thread is route to the superstar stay is ex- extremely well placed well location service is very good and small group but a very cohesive group is what you can find like minded cyclists again every pedal stroke you should have max bang for your So if you're riding seventy-five, some riders ask me why I'm free riding hundred. Said I can make you ride hundred. It's going to go through traffic. Right. So the point is, Sprockets and Grand Fondo love cycling. Sprockets and Grand Fondo hates traffic. <laughs> Both of them don't go together. Right. That's the only idea with which every riders kept. Nice man. That's beautiful. Um, I am. Uh, really pleased to see you uh, you know uh, see your passion intact from the day i have seen you and uh, i i i can see that it is only growing and uh, more importantly it is spreading to others 
right thank you so uh, i um very happy to see that i wish you all the very best with the sprocket science may these grand fondos may uh, grow may these uh, you know uh, may the passion spread to more and more people uh, through sprocket science and you um all the very best uh, for you thank yeah. you thank you uh, venki for this opportunity it's been fantastic talking to you about cycling as always and uh, i would also like to take this opportunity to uh, uh, share a few of my supporters lot of people have supported me right it, it's not fair for me to come over here and talk about cycling and not take their names so in no particular order i'm just going to from the from my memory i would say uh, i'm thankful to akash okay um sharath raju of course uh, varun narayan i already spoke to you about uh, anuradha chari who is a all of these are group riders who have been there part of the sprocket science group from 5 6 7 8 years mm-hmm. um ramki ramke ramkrishna puranam uh, then there is uh, kedar thakkar who is a trainee of mine but also a very good friend and we know each other from past 3 uh, 4 years now uh, then uh, we have uh, uh geeta krishna who's another trainee very good friend uh, vinod narayanan you you know him yeah. very well in the ironman uh, right uh, he vietnam right no i think vietnam ironman just now half ironman just now oh vietnam yeah, yeah. um we have uh, nikhil steven who 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 is supported me in multiple ways small ways they have all shown up for rides supported us and everything um yeah i mean these are the people i can recollect uh rv was one of my oldest trainers and other trainees i just take my name take names of them is suman banerji who just started training for tfn so he's doing tfn this year uh suman banerji arun desikan uh he's one and a lot of list but this is what i can just remember i'm thankful to each one of you for supporting me uh in in your own small way but it matters a lot that you have uh, come for the rides uh, shown up and just been good riders goravara dia also and uh, so yeah that's it so that's the whole list there are a lot of people i can take names of but they are the people who came closest to my uh, memory right now uh, yeah that's it good man uh, thanks again for taking the time and uh, all the very best thank you thank you so much and look forward to uh, seeing you uh, on one of the sprockets in grand fondos sure let's see <laughs> see you. see you. That was my conversation with Sri Ram. I hope you enjoyed that. If you are enjoying these podcasts and are finding them useful, please consider supporting the podcast by subscribing to it on YouTube as well as on your favorite podcasting app. Also, supporting the sponsors of the podcast is a great way to support the podcast itself. Thanks again for your continuous support. See you next week with another guest.